What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is VA. And welcome back to another episode of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Welcome back to another episode of Made Men. We are now approaching summertime. Getting warm. Getting ready for the day parties, Getting the brunches. For the sundresses. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait for those. But so, y'all know, we've been doing a lot of episodes on uh, relationships. Um, we did a lot about, like, I think we did, um, what was it, relationships? What, what did we do a, a few weeks ago? Um, polyamory. Polyamory, yeah. So it's been a lot of relationship talk for the most part. But we always mention that investing, savings, and dating. We never really touched too much on the investings and the savings piece of that. So I feel like this episode and today we really have a great opportunity to do that we brought on a special guest today a really good friend of mine mm-hmm. william hey guys how's it going i'm william <laughs> um yeah i'm an nyu grad with a business major um i've basically been doing investing my whole life like from when i was a little kid i used to save like every single penny i've read jesus a number of books on the topic um there's a bunch of youtube channels i, I watch daily just to get like market updates things like that um, and I just noticed in my generation, people my age, I'm, I'm 25, that just not enough people, especially like the, the school industry, like really hasn't taught these things, which I think are core for everyone to know. So, you know, something I always like to do is just, you know, teach people that are willing to listen because I just think this is, you know, right up there with like health and religion. This is just one of those core things to make, you know, a, a better life, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs> you actually said like, so... I used to live out here. Yeah, you used to live <laughs> close to here, right? Yeah. I can't remember where you said, like Bedford? Or? Uh, yeah, I used to live in Bedford. Okay. Well, man, we're glad to have you yeah, on, yeah. man. Um, Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate you coming through. Appreciate it. Uh, we've been looking for the right person to talk about investing with. It's been hard, actually, but um, really appreciate you making the time to come out to Brooklyn. Yeah, and I talked to, to you about this a little bit before. Is is Listen, I don't claim to be like the best investing. Everything that I'm going to talk about now, I've read from people you know, twice, three times my age that have done this their whole lives. And really, you know, what I want to try to do is just duplicate that. You know, my my philosophy isn't, you know, invest. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's Mm -hmm. a, you know, be financially independent. And that's all that's from you, man. Just whatever you've personally done. That's the beauty. You're a millennial. You're 25 years old. So that's the beauty of it. You're the age of most people listening to this podcast. And so this is something (laughs) that I feel like they can actually apply to their life, you know, personal finance is a big thing and like you said it's up mm-hmm. there with like religion and health this is very important it's something that you need to have especially as a man yes this 100%. day and age right mm-hmm. all right cool man well we got everybody on the table everybody's thinking in positive mind so um let's go ahead and do this the normal way we get started well, let's start with the entertainment section what's been going on man uh so what's what has been going on so the first thing is um abortion Ooh, that was very yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought I said positive vibes. That, that, was, that was a crazy. For the record, segue. that is that is not a funny topic. Just the way <laughs> it's just body. it's just the transition. The my transition. bad. My bad. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> you just said it with like little energy behind it. Abortion, <laughs> very dark topic. Okay, okay. So this is a, clearly this is a touchy topic right now, and we're not gonna say a lot on it. So. The thing about abortion is pretty simple, all right? I feel like a woman should be able to do whatever she wants to do with her body. Um, As somebody who knows people who have gone through these types of situations, you really want to think about things like, you know, when it comes to rape victims, when it comes to people who get pregnant accidentally and aren't ready for a child, like, 
they have the autonomy to do whatever they want with their body. Like nobody else should have any say in that. I, I agree, man. I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't have too much, you know, to say outside of what you just said. I just feel like a woman should be able to say what she does with her body. Mm -hmm. In the discussion, I just want to know that I support that. You know, pro-choice. Choose what you want. I'm not saying I don't support like bringing lives into here, but why would you bring somebody? into the world if you know for a fact that you can't support that person yeah. and you're not gonna be able to provide a life for them facts um that's just how i feel about it man um i really don't that's all i want to talk about for that next <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'm sure y'all don't want to hear about my game of you, you still field. gonna talk about this y'all don't want to hear about my game of <laughs> field, so i'm not gonna talk about nah, it no nah, he the thing is like he still had to bring it up like we crossed it off the list <laughs> And when we were preparing for this podcast, but he still has to talk about it. Because I so couldn't. let us just look at you while you talk about it. Go ahead. I couldn't. Go I ahead. couldn't resist. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's, what's going all on? All I got to say is, season finale is tonight. Okay. That's all I have That's to all say. you got to say about it? That's it. Okay. Y'all tune in. Okay. I'm HBO. not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, This last one, it kind of happened maybe a week or so ago. Yeah, or almost a couple two of weeks. weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks. But, um... Tell the truth, man. What do you feel about this whole Aisha Curry spill? And just for you know, for record, you know, that's Steph Curry's wife, uh, Aisha Curry. They had like the red table talk. They had Jada Pinkett there. They had her mom and all everybody else there. And apparently, Aisha doesn't feel like she's I don't attractive. She feels unattractive. That's what it sounds like. I I, I don't know. Do you, do you have any a take on? I mean, we talked about this a little bit before, and I don't really know the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, but tell me if I'm wrong. She doesn't feel loved by other people anymore. Correct? Well, no. She. I think the situation was she said that she feels like she's not attractive because like men aren't in her DMs or make or objectify her essentially yeah yeah that's what it sounded like to me maybe maybe that's a poor word choice mm -hmm. as far as objectify her but she just feels like men aren't attracted to her or men don't want her other yeah. men outside of her husband yeah don't want her because she's on because i don't know and I, and I get it man women you know especially if you've had children already they probably don't feel like they look as great as they probably used to and so i guess it feels good to hear from other men outside of your relationship oh she still got it oh she still looks good and my argument there is like, okay, well, what's your husband for? Like, is him telling you that you look great? Is that not good enough? Or is that not enough? Or could be insecure. What else do you need? Yeah, like, I mean, I think that's really the key is, is like the insecure part. And listen, I, I get it. Like we all we all get this, but I think this kind of goes into like what we're gonna talk about, um, especially with social media culture. Like mm -hmm. you can't compare yourself to other people or mm -hmm. you know wanting other things. We're all different, right? Like you said, you know, tall, short, skinny, fat, white, black. You know, and I think comparing yourself, like there's always gonna be someone better. You're gonna drive yourself insane. Um, you know, most people, you know, especially this person, sounds like she's doing quite well. You know, beautiful <laughs> husband. Than I mean, like that's well. that's like. Uh, um, um, it's you got to put it in perspective right because mm -hmm. like some people would say we're doing great right yeah. and so for her situation you know maybe like in her situation all her friends you know she's not maybe her friends are getting still looked at and things like that so i get it and i get like that urge but i think one of the things being humans is, is having urges that maybe you have to realize like hey you know i get that you're feeling this way but you know life's great and, mm -hmm. and you know recognizing that will kind of stop that insanity especially in like the social media culture where you know people's lives are you know ferraris and, and boats meanwhile they're mm -hmm. you know eating ramen so you, well, you got to just be able to control that 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 mindset 
Yeah, I mean, as somebody who like randomly comments on celebrity pictures, really Instagram models pictures, <laughs> I just feel like Aisha Curry isn't somebody who I would comment under her picture, like some wild shit. <laughs> like it's going, like it's going really, it's going, it's going. Like usually under IG models, it's the hard eyes, yeah, it's the side yeah, eyes, it's the mouth with the tongue I'm, out. But I'm not doing that agree. for Aisha Curry simply right. because like I gotta look this up. you have a whole. <laughs> family you have a family you have a husband and you don't even take pictures like that for me to be like yo i need to side eye you real quick I'm just well, I, need, I, I need hard eyes under this one that's not it for me she, she's just not it you're for just me. too I'm wholesome like, for me you're too wholesome and she probably is a great person ride or die but i'm not taking that extra step to do that i'm just not so she ain't about to get that attention from me Clearly, Steph ain't getting it to her enough, so... She, no, he is. He supported her with this. Like, he, he sent a post out the next day, like, listen, I support you, babe. Like, I understand what you meant. Like, you know, like, just being a good husband. That's why you don't get comments under your pictures. Interesting situation. But I'm, I've been catching, like, a lot of backlash from other women. And, like, you'll never understand. It's just one of those things... She's pretty. That only I women... I just looked her up. She's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. She's very she's pretty. Not my type. You know, I wouldn't go for her. But... She's not the one. I, I'm, not, I'm not like... sliding her DMs. She's too awesome. <laughs> she's too awesome. <laughs> Whatever, but anyway, man, I don't know what the deal is. If my if if you were with somebody, they're bringing home like seventy million dollars a day. They were like the best basketball player ever. I don't really feel like you need attention to other people. That's just my opinion. Who cares what they think? I think you're living a pretty good life. I think everything's set up for you nicely. If you want to look that great, I can do for start you, a man. brand. I'm not gonna be a model. Ain't nothing I can do for you. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that really quick because I was just like. Everybody kept talking about it, and every you hear 100% from this side, 100% from this side, nobody can really agree. Whatever. The next thing. Message. Moving on to the quote of the day. Talk right. about it. So, this quote is simple to the point, and most importantly, it's done by somebody that is a serial investor, Warren Buffett. Second richest man in the world. Second richest, number one. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Oh, Amazon. Yes, sir. So much money. Comes in no surprise to me whatsoever. But so the quote goes like this. The most important investment a man can make is the investment in himself. Or woman. What? Any uh, any person. The most important investment any person can make is... <laughs> oh, like, wait, a woman? <laughs> is an investment in themselves, right? Well, the thing about quotes is that you read them exactly how you were written. <laughs> so, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get, I'm just being an asshole. But so, the most important investment a man can make is the investment in himself. Very simple and to the point. Yeah. I want some takes. What do you think? Uh, I think that is a hundred percent correct. Um, you know, if you if you look at what you know now in just like your life, if you could go back, you know, ten years and know everything you knew now, like how much better your life would be. It's basically saying like, hey, do I want to wait thirty years to you know learn about personal finance? I mean, we talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, if you save. You know, money. If you don't learn about personal finance till you're 30, and instead, if you learn about it when you're 20, if you start saving money, then based off how much you save, um, you could have you know a million dollars. If you if you wait till you're 30, that same amount of money, but you just started saving 10 years left, would only be worth you know 500,000. And and that one, that knowledge comes through, and two, the taking the time to invest it um, is is probably one of the most important things I would say. Mm. 
feel like a lot of people wait mm-hmm. a lot later in life too to start really investing in themselves because they just don't feel like they have everything they need to start really doing that like people say oh i can't invest i don't have enough money but really it's not that you don't have enough money you just haven't done the research to really sit down and know that you really don't mm-hmm. need that much money to get started yeah 100 yeah. really taking those steps like mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people feel like they want to live live and i'm not i'm not saying don't live your life in your 20s like travel you know no, do 100%. all the things you want to do but, but then they still invest yeah you they, definitely invest in yourself they wait until like their 30s and 40s to actually start investing into yeah. themselves and people feel like 30 is old that's the thing i don't get it either 30 is not old it's not <laughs> yeah yeah my mom she'll probably disagree with you <laughs> No, like I feel like 30 is still very young and I feel like you can still live your life and do the things you want to. But it's also if you don't start investing in yourself now, at some point you're going to have to. So it's either now or later. And I'd rather just work and make my set myself up nicely now for later so that I can live. I don't work until I'm like 70, whatever the retirement age is now. Right. Working your 20s, playing your 30s, because, you know, when you're older, you have more responsibility, maybe kids, a house, a car, bills. It's a lot harder to you know put that time and effort in when you're 20 you really got nothing you know you could dedicate 60 70 hours to to, to what you love to do because mm-hmm. when you're 30 40 even 50 it's a lot harder right. and by that time you're gonna have to start saving a yeah, lot more exactly. money to make any kind Twice of you got a family kids yep. you got several i years. usually i usually tell people that um the 20s the 20s are the only time in your life to where you can like fall on your face Yes, like 100%. nine times oh you can fall on your face nine times and still build yourself back up right and it's this is the time for you to just experiment do whatever you want to do invest in yourself figure out what's best for you especially when it comes to money right this is the money that you can make back you don't want to be 30 again you don't want to be in your 30s trying to start a family and then trying to buy a house mm-hmm. trying to invest in all these other things because just like your money has to go in so many different places at that point in time and you have to think about other things 20s are the time for you to just do whatever the fuck you want to do mm-hmm. yeah if it don't work out, it's cool because you got another day. Still you can cool, bounce back. Man. You can bounce back. You so good. I tell people that all the time. Well, shit, I don't know, man. You got people getting married at like 22 nowadays. So they do have like whole families and they can't fall in their face anymore, right? Huh? Stuff's moving like at a different speed these days, man. It's not like it used to be traditionally. Nah. Right. But I, I totally understand what you're saying, though. Like, I love falling on my face. It gives me a chance. <laughs> I, love, I love falling on my face because every time I fall down... I learned something new that I didn't know before. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Yeah, I learned something new every time, and I like learning new things, especially yeah. when it comes to my personal investing in yourself. Being uncomfortable. Hey, man, that's a fact. Failing is okay, but um, so I think that's a perfect segue to kind of just bounce into what we were talking about. You know, budgeting, investing, savings. I'm actually, I'm, I'm psyched about this because this is something I've been wanting to touch on, and like, like you know, you said earlier, Brian, we've been looking for the right person to get on here that can really offer us something we can really hold on to. Uh, from their personal experience yeah and we yeah. can bring it into here so the first thing i uh, i think that'd be good to cover because this is something that you need whether you're in debt or yeah. not in debt and that's budgeting yeah no 100 mm-hmm. percent. i would say um the number one thing for saving money is first of all knowing how much money you have right so you want to look at all of your streams of income um and just understand where your money's coming from and then at the end of the day where your money's going um you know, and that's depending if you make a little bit of income or a lot of income. I, I would even make a good argument to say, you know, when you make less income, it's probably easier to make that budget because you kind of know exactly where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I always relate it to working out or weight loss and things like that. Um, you work out a lot, Will? I, I used to. I used to work out more. Thanks for calling me out on that. I appreciate it. Um, Just asking, but, man. 
really the only way to really lose weight is to eat less calories than you put out right it's the only way you can have all these things and there's things on investing or, or saving money you know there's all these things to make money and blah 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 the only way to save money is to spend less money than you make pretty easy Facts. concept right Facts. but i would say the number one thing about saving money is it's not about having high intellect or things like that. It's the same thing with you seeing that person at the gym who's really in shape. It really just comes to a, down to a mindset. Um, it's just understanding what we call is delayed gratification mm. or the compounding interest Ooh. of money. Talk about hey, it. Hey, talk, talk about, about that. Delayed gratification. Talk about that. What is that, man? So delayed gratification, again, relating it to health, it's the same thing from eating cake or eating broccoli, you know, like in 30 years, you eat cake all of your life, you're going to be sitting there going, oh, why do I have all these health problems? You know, spending that money, you know, on whatever that, that new toy that you wanted or, you know, on tons of tons of video games or drinking or going out or buying something you shouldn't or, you know, getting a bad debt that you know you shouldn't or things like that. In five, in mm-hmm. 10, 30 years, you're gonna be like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm financially overweight. Why am I, why am I doing this?" And you look back and you say, "It's because you know you didn't take care of your health. You didn't work out and exercise. Well, you didn't take sure. care of your finance. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't, you didn't save properly in, in mm-hmm. budget. It's, it's, it's direct hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So give it up now for later, right? I mean, essentially. And and really, that's what that is. And and you know, I, I get the whole delayed gratification thing. So I'm a big component of like you said, you know, spending your or. Uh, you know, playing in your 20s, I always recommend you, you spend some of that money on, you know, what you want to do in life, living life, because you want money to work for you. You don't want to just work for money. Woo, and unless, unless you save and take the proper things, it's, it's the same thing for your health. You know, if you if you take care of your body and, and work out, you're going to be able to do tons of fun things when you're 30 and 40. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're older, you know, you're going to be able to do a lot more things with your family and your friends if you're able to do the right things when you're younger. And, and really what the compound interest of money is, um, is understanding for every dollar you have, if you would have put a dollar in the market mm-hmm. 100, 120 years ago, it would have been... I, I think I'm trying. I want to make sure I get the statistic right, um, but it would have been over eighty dollars. So just know, like, hey, you buy a coffee every day, cool, right? You buy, let's say, you buy lunch, right? That's ten dollars. Starbucks that's, people, yeah, right? Starbucks people, ten cheap bucks. Cheap uh, that's eight hundred dollars in the future, right? You know, and and you know, let's say you go to you go to lunch every single day, right? That's you know, we live in New York City. It's ten, fifteen bucks. Well, that's fifty bucks a day, right? Okay, so these like day to day like things that you can do to kind of yeah, you know, yeah. Keep so, yourself. so so really, what I do is is you want to make sure you have a budget and realize. I think that's the perfect segue. So people, so we could put a name to it. So I think you're heading towards the twenty. What is it? Twenty thirty fifty rule. Are you heading yeah. towards that? Yeah. So um, the twenty thirty fifty rule is a rule. I think set by uh, Elizabeth Warren. She's a senator. Basically, Elizabeth Warren. Look her up. <laughs> basically, what she said is fifty percent of your income goes to, and, and these are rules of thumbs. Obviously, not everyone can yeah. save twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure if anyone looked at your budget, there are ways you could save, but we won't get into that. These fifty percent of your income goes into what you need, right? Your food, mm-hmm. what you want to do, like what you f- also want and needs. Yeah, right. Okay. Your your food, you know, hanging out with friends, so drinking, bodega, whatever. Maybe yeah, go go out, yeah, okay. video games, makeup. Thirty percent um, is a rule of thumb goes to rent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, rent is probably one of our biggest expenses. Maybe you have a car, but. 30% usually goes to rent, and then 20% ideally is what you want to do to save. Now, if you can't save that, you know, I get that, but ideally you want to do to save that is because when it comes to budgeting, you want to set goals. 
Um, a big goal you want to have is every five years, try to save about um, one salary's worth of income. Mm -hmm. So by the time you're 30, if you're making 50,000, try to save 50,000. So if you save, you know, 20% by the time you're 20% a year at the age of 25, 20% times five, that's 100%. You should have that saved. Um, again, those are math things that I don't want to get too into. I really want to focus. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Some of those numbers started flying on my head. Can you say that one more time? Just like, so, so you need to have your salary saved up in how many years? So, so, so can so, you just start with 50,000? So let's say, let's start with the example yeah. of $50,000. Yeah. So Talk let's say, right. let's say you, you say 50,000. And again, I want to stress, don't get too caught up in the numbers. It's a mindset. It's the same with like, how do you get shredded, right? Mm -hmm. You work out, eat every day. Well, it's more about your day to day mm -hmm. and you'll get there not too much of the numbers. I would say a good rule of thumb, and it's not a must, it is, a, it is, but a good rule of thumb, and what most people who study finance would generally say, is you wanna save about 50% to whatever you want, 30% to rent, 20% to saving. And a good mm -hmm. goal to have okay. would be to try to save at least um, a year's worth salary by the age of 30. Mm. Um, now before we get there, I do wanna- Wait, 30 coming from what age though? Um, just in general. Just so if you general. start, if you start at the age of 20, I mean, obviously it's a lot easier if you start at the age of 29, Hey, you might have to push that number back. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. on average, if you know, the number of books I've read, it says a good rule of thumb, right? To be safe would be about your yearly salary by the age of 30 and then try to double that every five years. And that is an extraordinary ambitious, mm -hmm. but a very healthy number. I was about to say, because if it's people that's already kind of past that like 25, 27 mark, but whatever, right. then 30s doesn't seem very feasible. Well, right. I mean, at 20, it doesn't even sound feasible. When you first, whatever salary that you make when you're 20 yeah, years so old, when that I was, doesn't sound, right. that doesn't I mean, sound. So right. I think like it's a good like stretch goal to yeah. have. Okay. And as long as you have that stretch goal, you'll take the stepping stones in order to get there. Like, even if you don't hit that, you'll get... It's a goal, too, close. right? So you, you don't you'll have to hit it. That's what you're reaching close. for. Yeah. Okay. Totally got you. Okay. Um, okay. So, like, you were you were talking about, um, you know, just different ways or different ways to allocate your money so that you set yourself up nicely. So, I guess one of the biggest things that a lot of people, because in our age bracket right now, people have graduated, obviously, and they're in their career, probably a few promotions at this point. Yeah. So, what do you feel about, like, assessing your net worth? Um, like what is that even and how do you do it? Assessing your net worth, if you look at any financial statement, it's your assets versus your liabilities. Your assets are quote unquote things that appreciate over time or make you more money. Things like a house, right? Houses on average are gonna be worth more in the future. Uh, stocks, right? Stocks on average are gonna be worth more in the future. Liabilities are things that cost you money over time. Things like a car, unless you have an Oldsmobile or a classic that's gonna be worth more, like a rare Pokemon card, it's gonna cost you money. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to pay like insurance. Like the one, right? Like yeah. Charizard? Yeah. What are we talking about? But not like that, like a Toyota Camry that just dies every five minutes. <laughs> um, so you're gonna have to pay money into it. You know, pets, pets are a huge liability when you're 20s, everyone like graduate, they like to a, a, a cat and things like that. They shit and eat, man. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You love him, Fluffy. He's cute. And if you have him, I'm not saying to get rid of him. No, get rid of him. Get rid of him. But I'm saying if you're thinking about it and you're also struggling for money, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, again, it's, it's putting that dela delayed gratification, saying, hey, I, you know, I, I want the dog, but I also want the dog to have a good life and not have it have a burden. You know, unfortunately, right. a lot of people get animals because they want it and they don't take care of it. They can't take care of it. That is yeah. the saddest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um Another thing, you know, is 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 all, uh, drinking things like that. A lot of people they go out and drink. You know, again, I'm a big component of spending money, spending time with friends. 
but you know, have a certain amount you're willing to spend on the weekends, and when you reach that amount, you're out. You know, and and, and that's really it. You know, it's Yo, you know that's so hard to do. Set an amount of money and then not spend past that, especially when you live in New York City. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I do it by day. Like, I just pick one day. Like, it's either gonna be Saturday or Sunday. And you said like a certain amount of money that you can't. I don't. Pay past? I just know. I just know. Like, I'm not going to spend two hundred dollars on a Saturday. I just know max. I'll probably spend one hundred and fifty dollars on a Saturday. Right, and that's the just that's Saturday. It. Yeah, or that's, that's, just, the that's just the whole, and that's the whole weekend right there. Because I'm only gonna pick one day to go out and. Camp and you can stick for, to that. Yeah, that? I can stick to that. Yeah. Maybe I should set my high. Yeah. Huh? yeah, I mean, I would, I would probably make an argument to say, you know, just because it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Of course, it's hard, right? You know, getting in shape is hard, um, but it's it's still good for you. You know what I mean? And and realizing that. You know, yes, I want to go out, but like we were all in college, right? And you go out and you drink and you, you get hammered. That's awesome. You know, how many of those nights do you really remember spending? You have a couple stories that are great, right? <laughs> I'll reveal a lot of But you probably spent tons of money on all those times. And like, how much do you really spend? So so just realizing, you know. I hate thinking about that, actually. Spending, you know, and, and, and again, this is good math problem, but annoying. Um, one of my favorite stats is on average, the stock market makes about 8%. Mm -hmm. If you saved $100 a week, right? You just didn't go out and drink, right? Or you spent 150 bucks a week on drinking. Let's say you only spent 50 and you save that 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. And you saved 100 bucks a week from age 20 to age 65 and you just put it in the market, made 8%. When you pull that money out at age 65, you can do the math, you know, get an Excel spreadsheet for anybody who's, who's listening. You have 1.8 million dollars mm. if you again don't invest in yourself early and you wait till you're 30 and then you start investing that hundred bucks that same hundred dollars at the age 65 will only be worth eight hundred thousand dollars which don't get me wrong is still a lot of money but that's a million dollar lesson because you know you wanted to to you know go out and drink and like when you're 65 how awesome are those times i mean they probably were great but you know it's just realizing the compounding interest money it's the same thing with health you know like hey you know really want to go out and eat and like i just mm -hmm. i love cake or I like personally i just love chocolate but at the end of the day like am i going to really remember you know this candy bar that i'm eating right mm -hmm. now probably not you know and, and you just have to be disciplined enough and and i don't think saying like oh it's hard of course it's hard anything good in life is going to be tough mm -hmm. being disciplined and that's one of the things I think, you know, you know, we, we get in school, you know, you learn about trigonometry and, you know, sedimentary rock versus uh, uh, this type of rock. And that's a rock. <laughs> but they don't teach you like, yeah, if you're 18 or 16 and you start saving five, 10 bucks a, a week when you graduate college, I hate you it. have 50,000 dollars. They never you about personal finance. You it's know, cool. my, my mom's an accountant, so she taught me about it all. Good. See, lucky for you, though. It's, it's cool. They never yeah. told me about like saving money. And I think that's a good segue into the emergency fund. So yes. how can you be disciplined about securing a emergency fund for yourself so it's really it's it's what some books have called and for people who've read it they're going to laugh because they're going to know it as soon as i say it. it's the baby step program mm -hmm. um so you know when you work out you don't just say okay i'm going to take a, um, people do it all the time in working out right they take a picture every day just to track their progress yeah. right and because you don't want to just wait until i have a six-pack it takes too long mm -hmm. right i mean if i tell you oh you're gonna have 1.8 million dollars in 30 years who gives a shit you know what i mean you want to see the progress now and yeah. so the thing i would do first is just to start off your financial knowledge and, and your financial life is try to save a thousand bucks, right? Should be your first goal. Try to save a thousand bucks. Is that bucks. hard for people to do? Um, it can be. It depends on your certain Jeez. situation. It's like a hundred dollars a week. You save a hundred bucks. You save a hundred bucks a week, and, and hey, you know, have a garage sale. Do something. Do do something on the side. Get that as quick as possible. Um, 
because life's uncertain and you're going to have things come up and you just want to be prepared for that. So the number one thing, especially when you're young and you don't really have as many medical bills as, right, as probably right, right. older, mm. is have an emergency fund for the car, for you get injured, mm. for rent, for whatever you need it. And then once you have that little $1,000 and you feel good, you're like, hey, I did it, right? So then, then you go to, okay, what's the, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. The next step I would say is you want to do like a health fund, right? You want to start saving money for when you get older for your health mm-hmm. as well as retirement. So after you get that $1,000, you did it, you, you took your first baby step, that's great. Put that money in a high-yield savings account, I would say American Express high-yield savings account. High-yield, what does that mean? High-yield is... Okay, so for anybody who knows about inflation, inflation is how much money your money is worth less over time. So gotcha. we all hear our parents, oh, you just go to the movie theater for a nickel, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, why isn't a nickel worth as much as it is? Because they print more and more money, which means that money is worth less and less, right. mm-hmm. which on average is about 2 to 3%. So even though you don't really care that it's 2 or 3% less, in 30 years, your money is going to be worth, it'll probably be worth about half of what you have now. So mm-hmm. you just okay. take that money and you put it in a bank true. account. So high yield savings account is banks understand that just holding on to your money, you're losing money, mm-hmm. right? So what they'll do is they'll give you interest. And usually if you don't have that much money, hence a thousand dollars, you can only go for like a low yield interest, which is about 2.1%. So Amex is one of the one I was the one I use. It's basically a place to put your money um, where they will give you 2% over a course of a year and it mm-hmm. compounds monthly. So like if you have a thousand bucks, at the end of the year, you will have twenty-one dollars, <laughs> which doesn't seem sure. like what doesn't seem like but a lot. Time, but, but over time, but what you don't know and what you don't see is at the end of that year, that mm-hmm. money is actually worth twenty-one dollars less. Mm-hmm. Now you might not care at that time, but over 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, oh shoot, I can only. You know, kids are gonna be like, oh, I used my money to go to the movies for fifteen bucks, and it's gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, okay. just understanding that is super important. Um, let's t- hold up. So, yeah. let's take a deep breath real quick. Ooh. Okay, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot of information uh, I, I, right there. I understood it all. I understood three fourths. <laughs> At the end, I was like, oh, overboard. Okay, all right, good. I like this though. I like this. So, you mentioned a lot of good things about your money, like saving money now for later, having an emergency fund of at least a thousand dollars then investing into a healthcare fund so what are some ways like people cultivate a debt-free lifestyle um like and it can be something real simple like three points like i mean really a debt-free lifestyle is staying out of debt it's i mean it's really simple if you don't (laughs) have if you don't have the debt (laughs) if you don't have the cash to pay for now then you can't buy it you know unfortunately so you need to have that cash now if you don't have that cash now you can't buy it unfortunately credit cards will allow you to do that and then you will be stuck under this rock of debt that will hold you your entire life mm. and it's just so important to i mean we'll get into debt and credit cards things mm. like that but if 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 you do not have the money to buy it right now if you cannot pay that credit card in full you can't afford it and i know that's hard but you have to you have to get in the habit of these things because again it, it's a it's a way of thinking. It's not mm-hmm. It's not a math problem. If finances was a math problem, everyone can do math. Everyone would do it. It's understanding that you are spending, if you're spending debt to buy, you know, new makeup or new video game or this thing, and you're using debt to buy that and not the cash on hand, you are basically spending your future work, your future labor, your future self money you don't have. For, mm-hmm. something, for something now. Like, yeah, great. You're going to have a great mm-hmm. 20. You're going to have a great 20s. And your 30s or 40s are going to suck because you're going to be paying off a debt that at those interest rates 
oh, you're never, you're just never gonna get paid off. And a lot see, of see, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't like credit. I only have it because I need it. Um, but as far as my credit, I don't, I don't, I, I swipe my debit card before anything. I do too. I'm trying to because if I see something credit. in the store and I just can't afford it, then it's just, my, it's just not meant for me. If if it's not on my <laughs> debit card, if I know it's gonna put me in a tough situation on my debit card, I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah. And the thing is, I only use my credit card for like small purchases, like. When I had a car, well, I, like, I, I would just get gas, my like, gym membership, mm-hmm. like, and then I'll just pay it off real quick just right. to build my credit up. And I don't know yeah, why exactly. people, when I hear people say that they have $5,000, dollars like, and they're just like, that's not bad. I'm like, no, that's bad. It's pretty bad. And my, I don't like owing anybody money on top of that, but it's just like, when you say you have $10,000, you don't like $10,000, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then th- I'm down to thirteen k. I looked at it today, but um, yeah, like it's just like I don't know why people yeah. like can walk around with that burden on their back. Oh, like, oh. and it's so easy to spend next week's paycheck before you even get it. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna make this back next week, and so you yeah. end up spending it mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. That so, so one that's that's so dangerous, and then as, as far as credit cards, I mean, I, I would understand the student loan thing, um, because as far as a rule of thumb for student loans is this is a great financial rule for, for student loans just in general because I think student loans are one of the reasons you can go in debt because, again, that's investing in yourself mm. and that will make you more money in the future. Buying liquor or hanging out with friends or big travel, that's not investing in the future. Mm. That is spending your future self to have fun now, which is like saying, hey, you know, I'm going to give you this delicious dinner right now, but in next year, you're going to have to eat half as many calories to not gain weight and so you get there God, you get there next year. you get there next year and you're eating the same amount and you're just get, you're just eating more money it's the same thing with interest so the last thing that we want to talk about when it comes to just budgeting is just what are the best ways to keep track of your accounts your debts and your bills like what system do you have in place for yourself when it comes to keeping track of those things um so they say Again, I want to just stress how much this is a methodology, and this isn't just oh, only smart people are good at finances, right? Because you see, you know, unintelligent people in great shape because it's their mental state. It has nothing to do with smarts. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a methodology. But the way I do it, <laughs> that's so true. By the way, <laughs> you see unintelligent people in great shape. That's so true. Yeah, and, and so again, <laughs> they say successful people review their goals weekly, if not daily. Mm. It's the same thing mm. with your budget. You need to review your budget weekly, if not daily. I have a laptop right next to me. I would, I will show you, and my fiance gets mad at me for this all the time. I literally <laughs> go over my budget every single day. I have a, another one at work that I go over and see how much I make. And every single week, I update it with my paycheck. I look at my credit card, um, and I will see how much I'm spending. And then to your your credit card account if you are one of those people that doesn't know how to not spend i think just not having one is the best way to do it some people wait so not having a credit card yes some people credit though i don't i don't have one some people until you realize that you are able to do it you know it's the same like for me i love chocolate i just huge chocolate (laughs) i can't have chocolate in my house because if i have it i will eat it and it's just realizing I just I just don't have the willpower. It's the same thing with credit cards. If you can't, and, and it's not, you know, again, it is your fault, but I mean, I get it. Some people can't. Mm-hmm. If you can't not spend it, you have to just say, okay, I'm, I can't have credit cards. And I guarantee if you start to do the debit card thing and use your debit and really only spend it, and then you get to that financial place where, mm-hmm. you know, mentally you can do it, mm-hmm. there will be a time. But if you're one of those people that's in huge debt, once you get those credit cards paid off, cut them up. 
Cut them up. Throw them away. Mm-hmm. Don't use them anymore. No, you need to tell my mom that she got this Victoria's Secret credit card that she is running through the roof. And every yeah. time she pays yeah. it off, it's like the money comes right back. Yeah, I, I pay. I pay it off my credit card, and then I just throw it away because I didn't use it like that. Yeah, but I'm just gonna open up another one just to have. Yeah, a cre- just to have a credit. Yeah, I literally I, have a credit card. It has like reoccurring fee on it. Like every month, my gym fee comes out of it, and like a few other things. I literally pay it off every uh-huh. month. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't want to get too much in that but uh, as far as you know how to track your budget make a budget make an excel spreadsheet understand how much you're making understand what your debts are pay your debts off first and then realize and, and everyone can do this people say they can they have to spend that's not true i almost <laughs> guarantee it for everybody there is ways you can cut back you know not having coffee in the morning for people who have coffee starbucks bringing your own lunch yes it's more money that's your shit, huh? Yes, it's Starbucks. right next to my job. I swear, most of my coworkers stop by Starbucks it's every cheap, morning. It's a cheap ass <laughs> yeah. coffee. Bringing your lunch to work is huge. Meal prepping is huge. You know, setting a budget for when you go mm. out. Great thing to do it. And then you know, obviously, it's um, it's predictive and it's it's not like something you do now. But just realizing, you, like staying out of bad debts in the sense of not getting a pet. Make sure you can pay your credit cards mm-hmm. off all on time because if you don't, they're going to add to what you're going to have to spend. And being able to track that and know where you are, one will make you feel better. He's like, hey, I'm saving money. And two, it's it's the same thing with you know being healthy. You will just feel better mm-hmm. and knowing really where you are. Okay, yeah, I can, I can tell. I can tell you like getting eager about like talking about this debt. I know I kind of pushed <laughs> it off a little bit earlier when you wanted to dive head first into it. But yes, yes. I mean, everybody's trying to get rid of it. That's yeah, the it's thing. the thing, right? Yeah, it feels it's, impossible. It's that thing you can't escape because it's yeah. just always kind of lingering over you. So, I guess just covering debt. Like, what is like the major things that or the major debt that people have? You know, I know that I have student loans. Yep. I know all my friends have student loans. Even you know, thank goodness you paid off most of yours. They're still there, and they never leave. And then, obviously, you talked about the credit cards, right? So, I mean, is there, like, just any advice? I mean, you've been kind of talking about, like, you should stay out of debt, should, like, pay off, like, credit cards and everything like that. Is there a certain amount of money, I guess, that you can put each week towards your paycheck? Everybody's different. But is there, like, a percentage-wise, how much you can put towards a credit card or debt or whatever it's it is? Hard. It's hard to do a percentage because everyone's situation's different. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the elephant in the room is, is student loan debt. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is because, one, I do think the school system kind of failed it. But, two, since it's a pathology, if you guys think this way, your mom's an accountant, mm-hmm. therefore, you understand money a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping for you and everyone listening you know, you understand money and you teach your kids a little bit better that way. Facts, yeah. I, I think that's, that's <laughs> really important. So, you know, a good rule of thumb for um, student loan debts. You know, some of you already have student loan debts. Yeah. Um, it's situations, get those paid off as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. If they're government subsidized and they have like a less than 5%, maybe a 4 or 3% interest, it's not as bad. If they're private, pay them off immediately that private boy but i got government on average is, is a general rule of thumb i would say this if you are going to school and you are going to go in debt for school do not go more in debt than your first year salary would be too many people they go to school and they get hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for a media degree where you're going to make fifty thousand dollars that's so true okay so you're saying so you're saying that from day one well not day one because you usually pick your major around which is sophomore year so you're saying so 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 can you just clarify that because i think you're saying like because i don't think you have the foresight 
yeah. coming into college saying that I'm gonna be making this much because I'm with this. Right. Like, I got this so degree. how do you know? So so I would say you know people look at like you know you're 18, you're 19, you're 20, you're going in. One, I would say, don't go to college to quote unquote find yourself. That is a very expensive, expensive way to find yourself. <laughs> very. Two <laughs> is I, you know, being in fi- like liking numbers and finance and doing mm. investing. When you know, when you're young, I've been doing this since I was 22. They say, oh, what do you know about it? You're only 22. You mm. know, you're too young. You're too young. I disagree with the argument saying, oh, you're older. You know what you want. You know, if you look at hell, no. Nah. <laughs> if you look at if you looked at a hundred years ago, right? When you were when you were 22, you're expected to have a family, a kid, and a job, I right? Did. Now, now, <laughs> now, when you're 22, you know you're expected. Oh, you're just a kid. What do you know? You don't know anything. You're, yeah. you're stupid, right? And I just think you know too many people see college as this you know end all be all. You're gonna find yourself this and enlightening do. experience. Yeah, and and I would honestly say a lot of the people always talk about automation, right? Automation this, automation mm-hmm. that, um, things like electrician, a carpenter. Um, you know things like that. It's going to be a long time before, before we have robots. Before an iRobot <laughs> just comes in, looks at your wiring, knows, oh, that house was built in 1980. I know the wiring exists, and it's going yep. to be able to fix this. Those are great jobs. People look at like, you know, Germany that has free education. Yeah, but their average education is six months because it's oh, you're going to college, but it's trade school. You're there for six months. You know, you spend five thousand. You come out, you're making thirty, forty thousand right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to go to school and you're going to go hundreds of thousand dollars in debt for a media degree to make. You know, fifty thousand. You know that doesn't make sense. Either go to a college that's less expensive, or find a major that's more expensive. Obviously, we live in New York. There's there's scholarships to do it. There's scholarships for a number mm-hmm. of different things. Look at all those. Dude, ways. I could tell you about some scholarships because so many scholarships people don't even take advantage of the way yeah. we have exactly. to get that much debt. But it's yeah. but I think just like your coming into college, like you really don't view it like that. You like it's just a new, new experience. experience. So it's like it goes back to like you, I'm going to college just yeah. to find myself and figure it out. But I think that it's very important to understand that when you're in college, like make sure, like looking back, I would have been, I went to a liberal arts university, so we didn't have the business, we didn't have like the actual degrees. We had like very like surface level, like sociology, communications, um, philosophy. Looking back, I would have did economics because that would have been better as far as serving me long term when it comes to understanding the functions of business. But I feel like, I always try to tell anybody in college is, or anybody that want to, wants to go back to school for an advanced degree, is that make sure like it's going to be something that's going to put you in a financially better place in the long term. Mm-hmm. Like for undergrads, I used to tell them like do business, um, do economics, do the do the hard things sciences. that are going hard sciences, do the things that are going to like pay the bills. Right. And then for people going back to grad school, I always say that unless you're going to be a doctor, unless you're going to be a lawyer, unless you're going for your MBA. And you need those and MBAs. Yeah. Those are the only things that I would go to grad school yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Or a PhD. Yeah. Or a PhD. Those yeah. are the only four things that I would go to grad school for. Yeah. Be, re- be Be sure you're willing to trade all your time for this money because you've been yeah. working 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. So, so perfect example, right, about you talking about you know you didn't know back then mm-hmm. and this goes to a perfect example of what we talked before this is why investing in yourself early is so crucial right. if you knew that mm-hmm. when you started college imagine how much more you would know now right if you knew a little bit more then you would know substantially more now yep. same thing with money if you saved a little bit more then you would have substantially more now mm-hmm. um so one I, I think that's totally crucial and then two for college again I, I try to say it's a pathology so as a rule of thumb 
you know, if you didn't do this, just try to teach it on other people, like mm-hmm. you would say you're talking to, or number one, or number Pay two, I guess. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's one, your kids, just teach them, because they, they don't know what they're yeah. doing. I get, I get that. But just saying, hey, if you are not going to make this amount of money mm-hmm. off your first year base, so if you're going to be a computer scientist, right, you can go 70, 90,000 in debt. I yeah. get that. Because they're going to graduate, they're going to make 70 to 90,000 mm-hmm. totally. If you're going to do something else, look what their starting salary is and try to keep it within that range. Just if it's not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your research. I think one one promise that I made to myself is that um, when if I do have kids, what's going to happen is is when they when it's time to go to college, I'm going to have $50,000 saved for them. Like that's going to go to their college fund. And yeah, when it's time to start, when it's when it's start when it's time to start applying to school, what I'm going to tell them is that listen, with this $50,000, you can do two things. So the first thing, you can go to your whatever school you want to go to. The second thing, if you come to me with a business plan, I will invest that fifty thousand dollars into your business plan. Wow, that is a made man moment. That, right that is what, that's what I'm gonna do for my kids. Like I just feel like it's a choice because I no. feel like college is something that it's so much stuff you can do yeah. learn online now that yeah. it's just like college is kind of just obsolete in my yeah. opinion. No, I I you could not believe how much I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in general, on average. You think, you know, someone with a, whatever, a liberal arts degree or even a, a economics degree would be better with, you know, $200,000 mm-hmm. in debt? Or do you think he'd be better at, you know, 20 years old, you give him $200,000 mm-hmm. to start a business and then all that life experience for four years? Exactly. I think more people would be better mm-hmm. off with that $200,000 exactly. in business exactly. rather than that. That being said, the college is a good, but we need to stop saying, oh, college is this end-all be-all. You know, understand what you want going in, get it going mm-hmm. out. Because if you just go in there to find yourself and hang out and get drunk and, and, and you know try to find yourself, well, then you're going to be, you know, unfortunately, it's a big myth that you're going to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to be 24, 23, still, still not know what you want to do. Still still yeah, know. So, you <laughs> that know, car ride on the home on the way home after graduation, I was like, what the fuck am I about to do? Four years and I still <laughs> have no clue. Yeah. Like 80% of people don't even end up doing it written like actual like what they went to school for yep oh another thing intern 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 intern. oh yeah internship because yeah. you yeah. want to make yes. sure you know yes. i was a finance major yes i went into finance and staring at excel spreadsheets all day made me want to cut chop my head off <laughs> if i didn't Couldn't if i didn't work on the first floor i would have jumped out the window mm-hmm. you know and so i i did that and i realized i do like talking to people i love finance but i want the people aspect as well mm-hmm. so having that internship really helped um, and then again, I want to segment this over to credit card debt mm-hmm. because I'm, this is probably the number two most important thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just to round this out with, you know, investing or savings, if you put your money in a bank, right, you're going to make 2%, right? Mm-hmm. If you buy a house and you make, you have investment income, let's say you pay that house off in full. We don't have, you know, whatever, 800,000 mm-hmm. cost to buy a house. Right. You're going to usually make anywhere from five to 6% on that house, right? If you invest in the stock market and you can do exactly what the market does, which 90% of um, hedge fund like hedge fund CEOs, which are people who supposedly know what the hell they're doing, 90% of those don't even beat the market, which they usually make anywhere from 9 to 12% with interest on your money. If you have a credit card debt, you are paying anywhere from 26 to 30% in interest. That is double what the top best people in the world know how to invest in. And so... I just cannot stress enough. Like, if you are paying off credit card debt, you like you just have no idea how much money. I, I take this from a personal perspective because I had a family member who she got her tax return back. She had like two, three thousand dollars, and she was like, "Hey, well, you know a lot about investing. Help me invest. What do I want to invest?" So I was like, "All right, great. Let's do your budget. Cool." So I went through a budget. You know, what do this? What do that? 
um, cool, you know, what's your risk margin? Do you want high risk? You could lose more, but you could make more, all these things. And then I went to her and I was like, okay, what are your debts? And she's like, oh, well, I have $7,000 in credit card debt. Oh my and God. I was like, oh what? My God. What? Jesus I was like, Christ. I was like, <laughs> unnamed person <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that, I, that I am family with so I can slap you. <laughs> if I was the best investor in the world, if I was in the top 10% of, of CEO hedge funds, which are all the people who mm. manage all the market, they would make 12, 13% because you don't understand money. You are paying double what they would make to somebody else who does. I was like, how about this? I, I blew up at her and I was like, hey, why don't I'll pay off all your debt and instead you just pay that interest to me. I'll take 25% interest. I can beat that. And I and I started, you know, we got in this big argument and she was like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm going to just give credit card debt because I'm always going to have it. If I spend it off, I'm just going to spend more of it. And that I hate t- that line so much. That pathology. <laughs> we just, always gonna have debt. No, no, that no. That pathology. No, we're always <laughs> yes, and that's true. And you know, and that's so sad because that is true. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know it's unfortunate when they're 25, 20 mm-hmm. years old. It's sad when they're sixty five and they're trying to retire and they physically can't work anymore and they still have to pay off these debts. Facts. You know, and, yep. and with student loan debt, you can't go bankrupt. You have to pay that loan back. Yep. It's the same thing when you see people, you know, like who just aren't making like the right choices, and it's like, please, like if you just change your met, like she, like she's making decent money, you know, and, and there's people who are super rich, like super high income that just spend, like there's people at our at our work that make great money and they sell tons of credit card debt, and unfortunately, as soon as that income goes away, you know, they're just as worse off as the rest of us. So please, 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 if you're listening, if you have credit card debt, pay it off, pay it off in fulls. Credit cards can be super duper beneficial. Mm-hmm. If you pay them off, they'll give you five percent. But if you don't, you have to pay them twenty five percent. Like, like you don't even have to do the math. That is just crazy. Crazy. And anybody. Yeah. So another thing in investing is the rule of seventy two. It's for every percentage of interest mm-hmm. divided by seventy two is how many years it'll take to double it. So oh, if you have repeat that, repeat that one more time. So if I give you a hundred bucks and you make one percent interest, it will be two hundred bucks in seventy two years. If I give you a hundred bucks at two percent interest, you take two or you take seventy-two divided by two, it will be two hundred bucks in thirty-six years. Mm. If I go three, you can just imagine if you have a hundred bucks and you take seventy-two, let's see, and you divide it by three, mm-hmm. right? Or you divide it by what twenty-five just to make it. Let's say. 25 or what's what goes in there let's say it's 36 percent. i hope y'all got your pen and paper out by the way you are literally (laughs) just by not paying off your debt you are doubling the amount of person you could owe this money Mm. in two years three Mm. years so cool you have five thousand in credit card debt well if you only pay off you know 2500 you could literally pay that off forever and never pay that money back if you don't pay it off properly if you have five thousand dollars in credit card debt and you pay let's say ten thousand because it's an easy easy math ten thousand credit card debt 25% 25% interest a year. That's 2,500 bucks. By the way, credit cards are set up this way so you never pay them off. Yep. If you only make the minimum payment, yep. like you could literally you will never payment. you will never pay it off. That's is what this is why they're <laughs> That's they a fact. Never That's never a fact. That's a fact. $20. Oh, $20. I can do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, $10,000 <laughs> in debt. Oh, $10,000 in debt only $20. Yeah, so you just you just got to owe $20. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, so if you have $10,000 in debt and you have to pay and you only pay 2,500 that a year, you are going to pay $10,000 off for the rest of your life. Your life, yeah. And trust me, the credit card companies aren't going to tell you to pay it off because mm-hmm. they want you to do it. So please, please pay it off because it's they can be beneficial. 
you put you're only getting five percent back, and if you screw up, it's like twenty five percent back. That's like, you know, if if you eat broccoli, you're gonna lose five percent weight, but if you eat cake next year, if you eat cake again, you're gonna gain twenty five percent. Okay, back. it's just crazy. That's perfect. So now we can talk about how can you start investing. Like, so we went from debt. Now we want to talk about how can you gain, um, how can you increase that, um, what is it, ROI, I guess. Yeah, ROI. Return on, invest, return on investment. Yeah. So we're going to just talk about just the basic surface level because we know the stock market is just something that can get Super really, really, yeah. we can spend this whole episode talking about the yeah. stock market, but we want to just get a basic understanding of what that is, how it works. So with you and your investments, how do you invest in the stock market? Well, first of all, what is the stock market? So the stock market is every company sells ownership to that company to the general public, right? You can actually own part of Facebook or um, Google or mm-hmm. whatever company is public. The share, right? Is what it's called? Yeah, it's called a share. It's basically a percentage of the company. Um, it's like 1.001 depending on how much of the share is it. Mm-hmm. And it's basically based off supply and demand, right? So if a lot of people want it, the price goes up. If a lot of people don't want it, the price goes down. But it's the demand is based off what it produces for society, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I don't want to go too in-depth into, like, what to look for in specific mm-hmm. stocks. But in general, on average, the stock market, which means the entire U.S. Um, mm-hmm. GDP, which is a gross domestic product, um, as well as the entire market, has gone up about 8%, 8 to 9% over the past 100 years. Now, that being said, some years it goes up 20, some years it goes down 50, but on average, it goes up about 8%. Okay. So, if you look at the rule of 72, and you you divide that by you know 8, so if you take 72 divided by 8, I believe it's like 12, um, mm-hmm. 12 or 13 years. So, that means every year you will double your money. That's why if you start when you're 30... You know, you'll have if you save a hundred bucks when you're thirty, you'll only have eight hundred thousand. But if you start with twenty, that's an extra double, right? Mm-hmm. So investing is is basically a rule of, of doubles. So that's what the stock market is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, you don't. Have, so you don't have to talk. You said we're not going to go too deep into yeah, it. So I appreciate you. You know, giving giving just that surface level take something easy that people can understand. You're investing in other companies. You're mm-hmm. taking shares out of those companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially owning a piece of it, and so. I guess what what are some of the things that you would look for when choosing a company that you would like to invest in? Can, can you surface some of that? Um, <laughs> can you do that? Um, <laughs> so so this is just my two cents. Um, it is something that you use on an everyday basis. So whether it's now you can have your pushback for that, yeah. look like you had a little pushback for yeah. that. So like Apple, since I have an iPhone, yeah, no, 100%. I have an Xbox, so I'm gonna invest in uh, Microsoft. Um, when it comes to what? What else do I use on an everyday basis? Um, you use, I probably use the same thing you use. What do you use on an everyday basis? I mean, I use that. I work out with the... the what? The mass stuff. The what? Oh, is that the, a company like GNC? I don't know if that's a... Yeah, maybe GNC. GNC might maybe, be a company, maybe. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying, though. You, you Things invest, that you use on an everyday basis. You invest in the market based off yes. the stuff you use. Yeah. So that's how you kind of decide what you want to invest in. Is that the way that you would do that? Because so, you said video games earlier, right? So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go too in-depth into, like, how to pick winners and losers because it's very discretionary. Mm-hmm. You know, some people... You know, perfect example. Look at Tesla. Some people think that company is going to be the future, and it very might well well be. But some people think that company is going to go bankrupt, and well, it very might blowing up. And it very people. yeah, it very might well be. It depends on a number of different things. So what I would say is, in general, on average, to pick index funds. What index funds are is a bunch of 
uh, it basically picks the entire market. So if you look at the S and P five hundred, it's the standard. It's the Standard and Poor top five hundred companies mm-hmm. in the U S. Those are well established companies, mm-hmm. um, and generally, on average, you pick something that just matches that. Again, ninety um, percent of hedge funds investors. This is a famous statistic by Warren Buffett, the person. He says ninety percent of those people won't beat this. Won't beat the market. The market, any information that goes in the market changes immediately. And so you're never going to try to beat the market or do better or worse. All you want to do is get just as good as the market does. So pick something that just matches the market. And on average, in general, based off the past 100 to 150 years of, of stock market history, you will make about 8 to 9% on average. And then there's a number of different accounts you can go to do that. Um, one of those accounts, um, sometimes your employers will match this. It's your 401k. Ooh, um, okay. it's, it's basically your after-tax um, income. So if you think, you know, obviously we're all going to get older. Hopefully we do better in our careers. Mm-hmm. We make more money. Hence, you make more money. You'll get taxed at a higher rate. Therefore, if you put your money, you're, you're basically what will happen. You put your money in a 401k account, which means you'll get taxed at whatever percentage you're at, 15, 27, whatever. And then it'll go in a market. Now you can't touch that money again. The delayed reaction or the delayed gratification thing. You can't touch that money till you're 65. But when you pull that money out, it will be taxed free. So what that means is beautiful thing. When you never make, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, like if you like imagine you had you know you saved all that money and you made that 1.8 million dollars. Great, and you didn't put it in that stock account. Awesome. Well, you're gonna owe you know 1.8 million dollars. You're in the one percent. You're gonna owe 45 percent of that income. To the government Wait, so if you take out money before 65, though? Then you get hit with a penalty and you pay your income. So don't do that. Even with the Roth IRA? The problem with the Roth IRA is um, it's compounding interest. So you you can essentially put more money in that will compound more over mm-hmm. time. The uh, problem with the Roth IRA is it's um, uh, you can only put in 6000 I think they just upped it to the new tax laws. You can only put in 6000 a year. And then if you make more than thirty-five, $135,000... Uh, you can't put you can't attribute to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your employer matches your four hundred one k, max that out and pick a fund that's going to match the market. Don't try to pick winners and losers. If you do want to learn more about stock market investing, Good. I would read specific books on it. Warren mm-hmm. Buffett. Everyone who knows anything about investing talks about um, the intelligent investor. Mm-hmm. He's Warren Buffett. Um, okay. was written by by Benjamin Graham. He's mm-hmm. the second richest man in the world. His basic philosophy is buy and hold. The market is going to go up and down, left and right. If anyone tells you what they think the market's going to do in the next years, they're fucking liars. They're fucking lying. They have no idea. But I can tell you this: take a company like Coca-Cola, right? Mm-hmm. It's this famous investment. Do you think you know millions of people are going to start buying Coca-Cola in the, in the next five years? It's going to become a hot new product. Probably not, right? But on average, do you think millions of people are going to stop buying Coca-Cola? No. Probably not either. Yeah. He's a big component in buying those good, wholesome companies. Meanwhile, they're you know creating more businesses. You're getting dividends, which mm-hmm. is cash on your initial investment. Over time, you hold on to that stock for 5, 10 years. I will guarantee you, you will have more money than when you started. And all you really want to do is just match the market. You're not trying to pick you know a Tesla and make you know 10 times investment. Mm-hmm. Really, what you're looking for is an average investment from 5, you know, 8%. Which mm-hmm. listen, that that's not that much when you have a hundred bucks, right? That's five eight bucks a, a year. Yo, you just you just but, made me think of something. I'm it, sorry to cut you off yeah. too, but I'm I'm not going to remember this. So whenever you are deciding like what company you mentioned, like Coca Cola, you got your apples and other companies like that. Like 
should you invest big? Like, should you put a lot of money, like invest a lot of money, or should you invest small and you can make big? Because a lot of people had a misconception that you have to have a lot of money to start investing and make a big ROI, return on investment. Yeah, I think I think when I bought my Apple stock, it was like one one forty. Like the market was low that day. Yeah. Like a like, like a dollar and forty cents. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like dollars. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, and I bought and I bought like maybe four yeah, shares. Excuse my English. I bought, yeah, I bought like four shares in it, mm-hmm. and um, it's been treating me well okay. since then. Like I caught it on a bad. Like I don't know why it was yeah. so low that day, but I was chilling. So, like so, as far as picking individual winners yeah. and losers for this, I mean, we could go more into the depth, and I think people should learn about it. Yeah. But in average, I would say, in general, for most people, don't do it. I would say pick an index fund which mm. picks a hundred companies, um, and then you just basically it picks a hundred companies and it puts it all into one share, right? And then you get the percentage of those hundred companies mm. because you know picking one winners and losers, those winners and losers might do good, but in general, on average, the entire U.S. market has gone up eight percent, and all you really want is eight percent. And what I was saying before, like, hey, off a hundred bucks, that doesn't sound that much, mm-hmm. but if you do a hundred percent or you do a hundred bucks a week times those 30 years you'll have that well 1.8 million dollars at eight percent and then you know eight percent of a million dollars is eighty thousand a year and mm-hmm. when you're 60 years old that sounds pretty great to me you yep. know what i mean i wouldn't be and upset if you're at one that, point, yeah and if you're at 1.8 yeah. just say it's two million so the math mm-hmm. is easier okay that's 160,000. Mm-hmm. that just makes you a better retirement for your for yourself one but mm-hmm. also it makes you less of a burden to your kids mm-hmm. too and then probably three most importantly you know a lot of like other families do this, but really the real American dream isn't come here and be super wealthy. Mm-hmm. It's to come here and create a better life for your kids than you had, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, my my grandfather was a, um, a ditch digger for bol- uh, for electric posts. He used mm-hmm. to dig ditches. Um, he did well. His son did better. And then now I'm trying to do even better for my kids. And mm-hmm. so that's really what you want to do is you want to install these pathologies so your kids, so they can do better. And two make them financially good enough to where one that you're not going to be a burden to them mm-hmm. but two maybe you can help them in the future as well Absolutely. okay okay so just to bring that all together what do you think are the top three to five ways that you can get started investing now um top can, can you do three to five man yeah i mean really the number one thing it's super easy mm-hmm. but it's spend less money than you make right Facts, only way to save money number two is make a budget no where your money is coming from mm-hmm. and where it is going. You know, most millionaires have up to seven streams of income. Mm-hmm. So I would say for you, have a side hustle. Yep. You know, the side hustle. Woo-hoo. Don't just I love it. Love it. I know we were going to snap. I but love it. I love it. Snap, <laughs> snap, snap. Yeah. Obviously, you have your job, especially in your 20s, yep. you have that. But have a side business. Create something new. Create a podcast. Create a side business. Do invest in your own. I think own. that was a shout out to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do something on your own. Number That's number two. Um, number three is pay off bad debts. Mm. Um, you know, if you are in college, make sure sh- if you're going into college, make sure your salary is going to be worth how much you're going to go in debt. If you have credit card debt, please, 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 please pay for it. <laughs> I just I can't stress that enough. Um, and then uh, off the bad debt thing is don't get yourself into other bad debts. Things like pets, um, a car if you don't ab- or like a really really nice car if you don't absolutely need it. Um, you know, going out and drinking and Gambling. spending excessive amounts <laughs> mm-hmm. of money. Um, obviously, you want to put some budget to find to enjoy your life, but don't just throw that money away. Um, and you know, th- and four 
probably the most important thing just to wrap this all up is consistency. Mm. You know what I mean? One good workout at the gym will not get you shredded. You know, you're much better off just yep. doing a light workout. It definitely won't. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're much better off yeah. just eating decent meals and mm. working out on average. So listen, saving your one big tax return won't do it. You're much better just budgeting weekly and saving a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. I promise you it'll, it'll come off in the good time. And then, you know, for investing put it in a index fund that's going to match the market and do okay. You're not looking to do amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously don't want to do bad, but you just put it in something that's going to do okay over time. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah, shout sure. out to Will for the yeah, three Will. Nine, hey, hey, I know we said hey, three to five. Three to five. Three to man. nine is just a good, man. Look, I really so, appreciate that, man. So, <laughs> so I guess, like, just to bring this all together, you you talked about resources and you talked about Warren Buffett. Right. But just to, like, kind of, like, close this out a little bit, um, can you just talk about the other resources that you use in order to keep keep your knowledge up on the market Books, and as podcasts, far as investing? Like, what do you do? Well, this podcast is pretty great, so listen to that one right there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Appreciate that, man. But, but another shout-out, by the way, second. But um, two is, again, invest in yourself. Such and, an idiot. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. And, and one is wanna... invest in yourself and never stop investing. So I mm-hmm. read and listen to the news daily. Mm-hmm. Um for introductory things, I think books are great. The Intelligent Investor is awesome. Rich Dad Poor Dad is a great one great for, for the method all or for mm-hmm. the mindset. It, it's really a mindset. It's mm-hmm. really not you're good at numbers, you're good at math. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset to invest. Same thing with working out. Mm-hmm. And then you know, for alternative media, um, there's a bunch of great YouTube channels. Um, financial Education is a great one. Bigger Pockets podcast. Ooh, I've listened um, to that. There's one David Ramsey and just listening to all of them and how they can save money. Um, you know, and, and you can go real in depth into what specific accounts. Wait, you said David Ramsey? Yeah. David Ramsey? Is that the dude that used to have the commercials that I'm thinking of? Like, ball guy? Or no? Is it somebody no, else? I don't know. The dude that always talked about the finance, like money, like, oh, you can save this much money he's, by doing it. He's really, really big into, like, no debt ever. Yeah. Which that, I, I can't remember if that was his I, name. I disagree with. But with some people, they just can't have debt, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I do it like he thinks you shouldn't even buy your house with debt, which I wait what cash? <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry, like, you're not all get, bad, like the Benjamins around. Yeah, here. I mean, I get what he's I get what he's trying to do, and and really what he says is you know some people are just terrible with debt, mm-hmm. you know, and and they can't have any debt, and um, you can finance everything with cash. It's going to delay certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't want to go too in depth in his exact philosophy, but just get all these perspectives, learns all from financial education, all these people. Warren Buffett's great for specific stocks and things like that. And get your own take. I think if you do all of these things, um, you will get a great mm-hmm. general knowledge and understanding of, you know, how to, in a sense, eat healthy financially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I like that. that. I like, I like that, that a lot. Eat yeah. financially. Yo, man, that was that was a Come lot on. of knowledge right there. I appreciate that, man. Um, Y'all gonna have to run this back <laughs> a few times yo, to catch the gems. But no, it was good though because you provided a lot of examples with what you were yo. talking about. Um, yeah, some of the terminology was probably some stuff that people haven't really heard of. Hey, listen, like do your research. Hey, listen, that's my whole thing. Like do your research. We just wanted to. Uh, we glad that we we brought you in because we want to give it give everybody the foundational understanding Blueprint, of right? how to manage their personal finances. I think the thing about this is that you have to be the one to do it. Like you can have all the knowledge in the world about it, but if you don't do it, nothing's gonna Facts. change. So what it what it will say? She's twenty five. Yeah. Same age as most of y'all. Yeah. Right? You can really literally start doing this today, today. tomorrow, next week. 
whatever you want to say. It's just that's why that's the biggest thing on the podcast. I like bringing people that are here in uh-huh. the now of what mm-hmm. we're doing, so mm-hmm. you can relate to it. It doesn't have to be the whole picture, like like Brian said. It's just the blueprint, the foundation to mm-hmm. get you started to doing these things. Mm-hmm. Because investing in yourself, what was the quote? The most important investment a man can make. A person. A person can make. I like that. You're right. <laughs> fuck, fuck the quote. <laughs> a person can make is the investment in themselves. Yep. And at the end of the day, man, that's the most important piece to it. Yeah, it's the and 20s, man. Turn up. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. So I hope y'all got some of those references. There's a lot of books he talked about, a few different podcasts, YouTube channels. Um... And just take it, man. It's your life. Invest in yourself, and hopefully you'll be better for it. You don't want to work till you're 70 years old, man. Retiring that late, like don't. And a and lot of you people, want to help your your family. You don't want your kids. Exactly. You don't want to be a burden. Yeah, exactly. You want to be a burden to your kids, and you want to help them. You know when, you know, the only thing, mm. the only thing that's certain in life is death and taxes. So Facts. you want to make sure that you help them when you pass away, and you Facts. want to make sure that yeah. you know you're not a burden Ooh, it's, when you it's, do. It's wild because I think about that shit right now. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like, although I don't have a family, I think about like the steps that I'm taking right now to say like, if I was to have a family, how I'm gonna set them up financially? Mm-hmm. What how am I gonna position myself to set them up mm-hmm. financially? Yeah. Mm. What What about those people? Dang, I, I know we're about to end. I promise, I'm gonna let you. But I just I have to ask this because I've been one of those people. What about those people that just put money into a savings account and just don't do anything with it? Uh, they just leave it there. Oh, I'm gonna let this build forever. <laughs> like. Put some money in there. Like, are they hurting themselves or are they helping themselves long term? So, putting into a savings account is is what I'd call a baby step. I mean, it's much better than putting, you know, cash in your mattress because that's accruing no interest. I would say, <laughs> I would say, I used to, okay, hey, 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 I used to, I used to keep my cash in my mattress. Cheeky bank, I break that shit. It's good. But, but on average, interest rates are 0.01%, which if you have inflation, which is 3%. You're losing money. Yeah, you should, yeah. So try to just, you know, again, do research and find a high yield savings account. Okay. One, they'll give you more interest and they're generally better. And two, honestly, it takes about 24 to 48 hours for you to get your money. So if you need that money now, mm-hmm. you better need it in 48 hours because too many times if it's just in a savings account, you go to the bank, oh, cool, give me that money now, let's go. You know, or if it's in a high yield savings account, you're like, oh, I got to wait 24 hours. And it, it puts that mm-hmm. delay on you, and that yep. way you can really think logically. You want to kind of put it in places where you can get it when you need it, but not so instantly where, you know, it's like... That's why, same reason I don't keep chocolate in the house. If it's there, I'm just going to eat it. So I just keep it at the store, and that's it. I love chocolate, too. Sour Ooh. gummy worms. That's my... That's my shit. Ooh. That's my shit. That is my kryptonite. And I can't do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but... Once again, this is Storm Batista. And this is BA. And welcome back to Made Men Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know no matter if you're white, black. Skinny or fat. These are the facts. Facts. And everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about saving. Investing. Dating. And everything else in between. Yo, it's been 27 episodes in. If y'all still listening, I don't even think y'all understand. That means a lot. We really appreciate it. We yep. really appreciate the continuous support. This mm-hmm. is season two. Season By two. the way, as y'all can see, we are branching out. We mm-hmm. are expanding. Uh, mm-hmm. Brought to y'all a lot today. Now, a lot of people can listen to this and be like, that was a lot of knowledge. I don't even know where to start with that. But I feel like Will did a really good job. You might have to run it back a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I catch it. Yeah, like, and, it, and that's fine. Like, when it comes to money, I think that you don't get it on the first time The first around. time you don't. 
So just continue to like listen, like run this back as many times as you need to because I feel like it was a lot of gems and it was pretty simple in my opinion. Get your pity in your And that was only because my mother's an accountant, but yeah. it was pretty simple as far as the stepping stones, the guide that he gave you all in order to be successful. So run this back as many times and as I you need to. And I guarantee you, this may be hard and annoying at right now, but I promise you, if you take this information now, like we said, invest it in yourself now instead of waiting until later, it might take a little longer. You're going to be better off because of it. 20 for work, 30 for play. Hey, Will, you got anything else to say to these nah, listeners, man? man? I'm, I'm done, man. Just pay off those debts, please. Will hates debts, I can see. But hey, man, we appreciate it. Y'all stay tuned. This is one of many more to come. Facts. We'll be back. Peace.